Prepare yourself for a journey beyond the ordinary, where reality blurs with the unexplained, where folklore meets the enigmatic and unexplained. This is the Skinwalker Chronicles, tonight on Newsworthy. Two words and two question marks. Scoured the podcast world and finally found us, Newsworthy with Steve and Jerry, where we delve into all things mysterious, macabre, or out of this world, and decide if they are truly newsworthy. Two words and two question marks. Why should you work with Ed Locke? A better question is, why wouldn't you work with him? He is proud to support an amazing lender, USA Mortgage. When you work with them, you can expect a home financing experience that is free of hassles and headaches. They have complete control over your loan due to in-house operations such as processing, underwriting, closing, and funding. USA Mortgage represents a lot of fantastic things but they are especially thrilled to partner in several community outreach programs, including Habitat for Humanity, Home Sweet Home, Veterans Community Project, and many, many more. They love going to work every day, which means they love working for you. Ed wants to be your lender for life, so reach out to him today and get the journey started. If you would like more information, please reach out to Edlock at area code 502 NMLS 448-908, USA Mortgage NMLS 227-262. USA Mortgage is an equal housing lender. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions may apply. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Hello, gentlemen. It is a late, 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 freaking late. (laughs) (laughs) My wife is not happy, but it's okay. No, she truly. Come on now, we love you. (laughs) She just called to see if Brett was almost home. He's like, no, we're. She was crack. She was cracking the whip, and I was like, not now. Uh, Wait, yeah, I bet you were. (laughs) I bet you were. We know how that works. Okay, full disclosure, guys, for this particular uh, episode, I'm drinking Huber Wineries, uh, blackberry, sweet blackberry you, wine. You drank cold, <laughs> sweet <laughs> And uh, before we came on air today, we got into a huge debate about how to solve all the problems of the world. And I have already drank an entire friggin' bottle. Of Don't worry, the- I, I have plenty of bourbon for him to drink. <laughs> <laughs> but the good news is we did get through, what, 75, 80% of the world's problems, 
if we could only get the politicians to listen to it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they'll subscribe to our Patreon. Maybe. Hey, the New York <laughs> Times listens to this podcast. We've proven that, didn't we, Jay? For <laughs> news and advice on wine? the correct wines to drink and how to drink them. <laughs> Absolutely. Sweet red is the kind. And cold is the way. Cold is the way. I disagree with the cold and the sweet red. Well, I don't know how the hell you were here. Why are you here? Go away. (laughs) Have you ever had a cold sweet red? I have, and I do not like sweet wines. Well, maybe that's your problem. That is his problem. Youth of the day. Gosh. Youth of the day. Listen, it's almost as bad, Jerry. Gosh. Did I tell you that I had a detective show up at my house today? Detective? No, you did not. Oh, my gosh. He asked me where I was between five and six. Oh, my goodness. I said kindergarten. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wasn't amused. (laughs) I actually did something for the first time this weekend. Oh, you did? So, I actually milked a cow for the first time. You milked a cow? Yeah. What did he have to say about that? He actually ran away. Okay. Yeah. While While I was milking the cow, he ran away. It was an utter disaster. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine that. So. <laughs> yeah. That joke would be so much less funny if I wasn't intoxicated. <laughs> <laughs> like most jokes, most jokes would be less funny. You know, Joe Rogan, he'll, he'll smoke a little smoke during the show. I drink a little drink, so woo! Now I understand why he does what he does. He'll, Did he'll you hear both. it was in the news the last week? Uh, <laughs> you remember when Elon Musk was on his show yeah. and smoked pot with him? Multiple yeah. times, yeah. Uh, did he smoke pot? Oh, I, don't, I, 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 I said multiple times. He, he only hit a pot. joint once, I think. That cost his company millions and millions of dollars. Really? Because NASA found out about it. Huge no-no with the government. So for, because he had the contract. With so I wonder NASA. if so. <clears throat> he whatever you think about employee weed. had to agree to additional drug testing, additional random drug testing oh, really? for a couple of years. So if you're okay with see, here's here's my thing is if you're okay with alcohol, you shouldn't be okay with. Marijuana. I agree. I, I this is I my agree. that's my thing is. That, that's my what, what was the one we always on it? we always go back to the guy in California that got out of prison. Yeah. Oh, and, and it sees, was legal. He sees, yeah. the, he sees the he was in there's prison for twenty years for pot, and he comes out and there's a billboard. You can go buy home go, delivery. Home delivery. On the billboard. <laughs> and then we and we give away what the who's that arms dealer we gave away to Russia. For uh, yeah. what's your oh, face? Yeah, I told I told a cool story about that on air. My my good buddy Steph. What was that? What was the arms dealer's name? It was, it was like, the Lord of War. I don't know. It was, it was, it was the basis cool. of that movie. Oh gosh, what was the name? I'll find it. Go ahead my buddy Steph is the one that flew him from Baltimore prison to New York for that exchange. Really? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. What was the uh, Brittany Griner? Oh yeah, for Brittany Griner. Yeah, a basketball player, Victor, like, women's basketball player, <laughs> like. Ooh. I'm not saying Victor not, Bout. Yeah. What was his what was his name though? He was like a Where's Victor Bout. Was I, no, 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 no. I meant like he had like a, a The Lord of War. Like a freaking he wasn't that. It was a crazy name. I don't know. Merchant of Death. Like we give we give the Merchant of Death back to Russia for Brittany Griner, who's making thir- you know, twenty five points in the WNBA and nobody watches. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, thanks, Biden. That's what a great decision. Don't be insulting all of our women. We don't have enough. I might, I might, I'm going to have might, to tell my, my women's women dad jokes to get them back. I might insult the women at all. I'm just saying, this is what we we, we traded the merchant of death no, for, for Brittany Griner. Listen, <laughs> the cool, like, it was okay. so bizarre when great she decision, told me that buddy. story. She said that. They wouldn't give his Ugh. name or any of the names of the agents on board. And she's he's, she's that's, like... That's really cool, though. She said, well, I have to have a name for my log. He said, well, I can't tell you, but if you watch the news tomorrow, you'll know. And she watched the news the next day and saw his picture, and she's like, holy... <laughs> the merchant of death. Yeah. <laughs> Flew on her, her personal we gave, we gave We gave him back to Russia. Okay, Great so job. tonight... Let me, let me yes. do my dad joke real quick. Oh, you have a dad joke? Yeah, I have a dad joke. So oh, I thought you... Brett will like this one. Oh. The sheepdog said to the farmer, here, you're 20 sheep. The farmer says, but I only have 18. I know, says the sheepdog. I rounded them up. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, almost, I saw that one tonight. I, I saw that one today. I was looking through. I think we look on the same website for our dad jokes. God, so you have an entire week to prepare... <laughs> It's not like we do this every day. We talk so about it. Okay, Steve is saying this, and he literally will be like five <laughs> seconds from the episode starting. He'll be like, wait, I got to get my dad joke. No, no, no. You're right. He does. <laughs> but the reason he's got a problem with his joke, it's a math joke. He still hasn't got it, so he thinks there's no humor in it. <laughs> oh, man. Math sucks. Hey, whoa. Oh. Math is awesome. If you're not good at math, just round them up. Yeah. Which is what the sheepdog did. I got it. Round it up. Hey, we have a new visitor on the podcast. We tonight. do. We ha- often have Ramona. We've often had my, my dog Edna or Sketty. Yep. Um, tonight, Goose a time or two. We've had Goose a time or two. Cessna's joining us tonight. It's my other one eyed cat. We have two eye- two one eyed cats. And if you put both their eyes together, you have one cat. I didn't realize that cat, cat was one eyed. She has two, but only one of them works. The other really? One I didn't know that. Yeah. How, look, how long have I known you, and how long have you had this cat? And I did. If you that. look at her, you'll see the definite One's difference glassy. in her. Yeah, oh, I see. Nice. I see that now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never noticed that. Uh, we are the house of broken animals. <laughs> what can I say? The only <laughs> animal not broken is is Ramona, and that's because we actually paid for her. Yeah. But crazy, crazy, crazy. Sorry so, to interrupt with my terrible dad joke. No, no, that wasn't a terrible ahead. dad joke, but. We've been going way so long, yes, guys, and we apologize for that. We enjoy what we do. We love doing the podcast. Tonight's episode is actually a it was a requested episode. You know, somebody wanted us. If you want us to do an episode based on anything, where would they send an email to that, Jerry, to request a great episode? They could send it to Newsworthy with Stephen Jerry at gmail.com. Yeah, absolutely. Or you can text us. You can send us an email. We we love new show ideas. Absolutely. Uh, and tonight's show is one of those. First of all, uh, at the end of the show, don't forget to stick around for an awesome bonus story. Tonight's bonus story is probably one of my favorites we've done, so check that out. It is a good one. Um, Very good one. Make sure you check that out. It, it is uh, It's cool and it's funny. Uh, check it out. And those are after we do a main, you know, we, we talk about the main topic. We have a little ad break and then we do the bonus story. So make sure you stick around. Check that out. Um, uh, but we've got to stick to time this time. We, we've we been going over and over and over and over. And, 
And so we're gonna we're gonna put it to it tonight, gentlemen. Fingers crossed. We're, yeah, fingers crossed. We're gonna try. We'll because, see. Um, Steve is on his second bottle of wine. Brett's chewing on some bourbon. Jerry is the only sane person about us. Jerry the is the only sober person. Diet Coke. For sure. Coke Zero. Is, is Coke Zero. Is this stuff good? I love it. So, like, see, here's the thing. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Brett. No, no, no. You go ahead, Jerry. You go first, and I will go. I first. haven't had a soda in probably at least eight years. It's good for you. Um, I'm, I'm the same way. So probably Jared, 10. Same way. Um, and my drink of choice back in the day was Dr. Pepper in a can. Not in a bottle. Not in a bottle. Um, I liked it in a can because it was strong. It was like, you know. I'm pretty sure that if I drank one today, it would turn my head inside out. So you've not, you've not even had a sip? No. The oh, worst, wow. The closest I've come is... At some restaurants, they'll have orange lava burst, which is high C. That's about as close to soda as I get. But they'll also have Fanta orange, yeah. which has carbonation. Right. That's the difference between them, basically. And they'll give me the Fanta in replace of, and I'm right. like, you yeah. know. So I'm, I'm, so I'm kind of the same way. So I, I, I remember I was in middle school when I stopped drinking soft drinks. And, uh, like, now I will sip it. Like, I, like my wife loves Cokes from McDonald's, specifically from McDonald's. She'll go and buy a large Coke just from McDonald's, just because apparently it tastes better. It does, and there's but, scientific proof as to why. I, apparently, they put like sugar in there. I actually, I, I, I actually uh, went to school with a girl who owned a McDonald's, and she claimed that they got a special Coke just from McDonald's. I'm not sure if that's I'm not sure if that's true or not. But you would have to be if there's a difference. She claimed she claimed that it was. It has to do with the. Amount of carbonation versus if you notice you go to McDonald's or straws are water too. Okay, just notice that when you go to McDonald's. But the length of the line of the carbonation and the the uh, syrup yeah. lines are very specific. They have to meet very specific criteria to be to be in a McDonald's. But go ahead. So I'll take a couple sips of that and I will get sick. So I, wow. and so I, anyways, the the question I was going to pose is Coke Zero, zero sugar, but zero carb, zero sugar, zero. It has artificial sweeteners, like not that's sure. stuff that's not sugar. Is that you think that's better than regular sugar? Or so I, mean, I think I've told question. you at least part of this. I spent uh, twenty five thirty years drinking non diet. The, the just regular Coke and Pepsi. And I was drinking 12 to 15 sodas per day. The majority of those being 20-ounce sodas at work. Man. I had one in my pocket. I always wore Dude, those. Dude, how many times did I pants. say, to get a two-liter, and you're like, I can't put it in my pocket. Yep. <laughs> I wore loose khaki pants, and I had a 20-ounce soda in my pocket at all times. Wow. And I figured up the amount of uh, sugar that I was getting, and it was a pound, pound and a half of sugar per day. So if you're asking me, is this artificial sugar better than a pound and a half per day? There's zero doubt in my mind of where I got diabetes, and it's a wonder I didn't get it 20 but years ago. I wonder, I wonder what the artificial sweeteners do. Like, I I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you that you're getting less actual sugar, but, like, is it is the artificial sweetener better than the sugar? The definite answer to that is it may be. 
And, and the reason I say maybe is because some artificial sweeteners, like the one I use in my coffee, is a natural product. Stevia. Stevia um, so Stevia is a natural product. It's a sugar substitute, but it is 100% natural. What's it, what is it made of, do you know? Stevia uh, plant. The stevia plant, okay. which looks a lot like an agave plant, which makes huh. me happy because that's what they make. I, also, I asked this question <laughs> not knowing. I, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not, no, no, I'm not in why, a, I don't have a position. That's on why I asking. like it. Yeah. And it has zero aftertaste. Yeah. Whereas you get a sucralose or a, a Splenda or a Splenda is what I was thinking of, yeah. Those are, those are artificial. Comes from the leaves of the stevia. Back to plant, the back to the question. Well, not, yeah, that, so it's a natural let's, sweetener. Let's yeah. let's enlighten our customer or our listener base because yeah. you asked the question a minute ago. Why does McDonald's Coke seem better? It all starts with the packaging. McDonald's Coke is not put in plastic containers. They're syrup. It's done. I've heard this. It's based in metal. Yeah. They, they send it in metal casings, so it comes out and it keeps it a lot fresher. And that is the main difference. That and the length of tubing, the amount of carbonation. I thought it was only very, very. No, no. If, if you go to any, any, and this goes back to when I was 16, they have boxes and it's put in like a plastic bag and you right. just Never hook up the bags. Yeah, McDonald's is completely yeah. different. And McDonald's has that plastic bags replaced by metal cylinder that the Coke syrup is put in. Which would. Would kind of make sense, I guess. Yeah, it just it's keeps a, it fresher. Right. Fresher longer, and you can taste the difference in fresher. I mean, if you taste fresh milk versus milk that's been in your fridge for, I mean, there's a difference. There's Here's a difference. the problem I have with the soda, fountain soda from any restaurant. I love it for about 30 seconds. And then it starts to get watered down. Oh, because the, well, it's quickly, the ice. Yeah. I, exactly. But real quickly, it's, I mean, for the first 30 seconds, I prefer it. So and, and 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 a lot of people would say that so McDonald's went from styrofoam cups to plastic cups. Like the styrofoam is much more insulating, so the the uh, the ice stays frozen longer, <clears throat> which would which would make the drink taste better longer. Yeah, which would which would increase the you know the. But pleasure why not just get a can, put it in a. Because if you go to a restaurant that's trying to give you a can of soda, you think that restaurant is less. I'll take I out. hate cans. I hate Get cans. Get in with me. So have you ever, okay, if, if, has any, have any, have either of you ever been in a manufacturing plant? Of uh, what? Soda? Cans? Anything. Yeah. Anything. I used to work in one. How dirty is it? Nasty. Well. Okay, I, I want you to think of that, that can going <laughs> through a manufacturing plant, probably getting shit on and pissed on, like, by rats and. Whatever else, like I, I, I worked at Walmart. We used to get, we used to get dog food with maggots full of it. We like, oh well, got those. Are you out. telling me you're sitting here drinking? Whiskey. I'm. Say- Brett's a huge whiskey lover. Do you think the That's- same thing happens with your whiskey? This is self cleansing. <laughs> <laughs> How do you even begin to argue? Dude. This is self cleansing. Listen, okay. <laughs> what are you talking about? There's no bacteria in this. All right, so question, I gotta interrupt. Question for listeners. Can you tell we've been drinking? (laughs) (laughs) All right, I got to interrupt. Again, tonight's show, asked for (laughs) and requested by a listener. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. If you want, once again, before we get started, if you want to request an episode about whatever, let us know. Please let us know. Oh, Oh, sorry. I was going to tell you all about what the bonus story, I, I brought up the bonus story to say, that I was going to, I had a bonus story that I was going to use, but decided against using it. 
um, in lieu of the one we use today. But this one was so good, we wanted to include it. I definitely wanted to bring it up real quick. And, and here I, it is. And I apologize for that. But um, I had asked the guys a, a few minutes before we went on air um, if they had ever heard of Redefined Meat. And they said. No. No. Yeah. So Redefined Meat is something that is no longer in my email. It is a, um, I'll just have to go by my memory. I can't we'll come find back it. to it. We'll come back to it. No, it's fine. We'll okay. go ahead. You know Basically, it? Okay. It, is, it is, there are 110 restaurants throughout Germany and Europe that are using redefined meat. What is redefined meat, Steve? Well, I'll tell you. Redefined meat is 3D printed steaks. No. Oh, my yeah, God. That are made no. from the process of taking a few stem cells from beef cap. No. And producing with the amalgamation of, and I think that's a word, uh, they add nutrition and everything and that those sim stills produce a beef paste which is then pushed through the 3d printer into steaks now my question was would you if you go into a steakhouse and no. you have the opportunity to buy one of these type steaks would you buy it here's my answer when brett described how he thinks my Coke Zero came to be and some of the things that it has been exposed to. I thought that's one of the grossest sounding things in the world. I would happily drink a lot of the liquid that Brett described before I would have one of those steaks. Wow. No, thank you. So, I would have to say that's a hard no. So, when so, I, was so I went to school for engineering. One of my first, my first semester, I took a manufacturing and engineering class and one of the first things we learned about was uh, was 3D, 3D modeling, 3D printing. And one of the things we learned about was they had learned to 3D print a bladder. Wow. Yeah. Really? So, yeah, right. And so they had used these bladders that they had 3D printed by using a film, uh, uh, um, an inkjet printer. They, the doctor used an inkjet printer and, and used it. They would print cell by cell these this bladder um, and the people who they had put the bladder in would have, have been living for 10 plus years. At this okay. Point. So let me read this article to you and see if it sounds like the yeah. same. I found the article and this is written by Brooke Belcher or, or Bel Betcher. I'm sorry. And it was produced August 9th, 2023. Uh, it says, welcome to the future. A factory in the Netherlands, 3D prints, and this is crazy, 500 tons of steaks per month. The Redefined Meat Company will supply German restaurants with printed fillets. So this is good cuts of meat fillets. Um, approximately 110 German restaurants are already buying the meat, and I'm using air quotes, from Redefined Meat. To begin the 3D printed meat process, scientists biopsy a batch of sample animal stem cells depending on the type of desired meat, beef, pork, poultry, even fish. So it's not just steaks. 
These cells then undergo a virtuo, a, a, a in virtuo proliferation process, bathing them in a nourishment, a nourishing, I'm sorry, nutrient-dense serum with climate-controlled bioreactor. So this is all very technical, and I apologize. Over the course of the next several weeks, these cells multiply, interact, and differentiate into the fat and or muscle cells that make up the bio-ink. Then, a robotic arm uses that ink to to dis... Uh, dispense the paste-like cultured meat filament in fine layers atop one of another. The arm follows the instructions of an uploaded digital file using computer-aided design or CAD software in order to replicate the correct shape structure of the intended meat. 3D printed meat material must be uh, viscous yet firm enough to reproduce a structural model complete with accurate tissue vascularization depending on the type and the cut of the meat. What country was this? Uh, It's being produced in the Netherlands for Germany. And and people don't notice the difference? 500 tons per month. So here's my thing. I'm not saying this is... We're getting into Star Trek. Like where we have all those... I have an Earl T or an Earl Grey tea, please. Like it's it's like, like, <laughs> like computer. Give me a steak. Right. Like, that's what we're getting into. Really, I mean, it's, five hundred tons. So it's not only we're able to replicate tissue of of that significant. I mean, we're able to replicate a steak. That we're getting into. Listen, to some sci-fi stuff. I, I love my dad, and and I'm gonna throw him under the bus here. In 1980, my dad had a terrible. Terrible car accident. He wrapped his car around the tree doing like 120 miles an hour. In order to, what is, oh. No, go, no, 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 you're going to like it. In order to uh, fix his arm, to get skin, this is before skin grafts. They had to, oh, wow. So, just to show you where we've come in, in 30 years, they had to sew his arm into his stomach so that his stomach, the, the skin would grow back over his arm. And then cut it back out and tie it all together. And now we're producing 500 tons of steak from a couple of cells. We're, like I it's said, insane. We've, we've created bladders with 3D printing. Yeah. So the last I heard, I thought this was like a gray, mushy yeah. type crap grown in Petri dishes. Wagyu. Am I pronouncing yeah. that correct? Yeah, Wagyu, Wagyu steak. Take a look, gentlemen. That looks just I like would a eat fr- that. Yeah, I that's would what eat, it is. I would eat that. I yeah. can't tell the difference. Isn't that crazy? I, I mean, I can tell a little 3D difference. 3D printed but... beef, and here is scientists create first 3D printed Wagyu beef. But here, here's the thing: is like it looks awesome. If we can, it print... didn't have bones, so I'd probably try right. it. If we, <laughs> yeah, if Steve had it well done. If, he, if, you, if it was burnt, if you could yeah, cook it well done, I'm if good. If it was burnt, crispy, and really chewy, Steve would try. But anyways. I, so I, if we could, if we can print organs that go into your body that you know yeah, actually true. provide a, a purpose, I, I, this is not that much further. I, I have that. heard that they believe that within the next hundred years or so, I think they believe that the majority of the world will not be able to afford anything but this for beef. I had always thought that, and I've read that several years ago. 
with the increase I, yeah. of beef in the last three years during COVID, I don't know that I do. So I wonder. I wonder now. what the because I'm sure that the technology for this is so. What do you want? Somewhat cost? expensive. I yeah. It's, I'm wondering what the cost per pound for of 3D printed beef. See what I can find versus. Uh, you know, average regular grown beef. Printed beef. What would you say the average for just regular beef per pound? Yeah, per pound. Just that. Obviously, regular, so it's a problem. Hamburger. And, I'm thinking. I the obviously can only afford mostly ground beef, so it's usually like three to four dollars a pound. I would say for uh, ground beef. Ground that's beef. Probably if you're talking eighty percent lean, right? That's three, sale price at Kroger. Three to four pa- for three to four dollars a pound. Three ninety nine is the sale price. It's on sale this week at Kroger for four dollars a pound. For three ninety nine a pound for eighty percent. So okay, beef. let's just say four dollars a pound is is, and which is not steak. It's not steak. So I I wonder what the pre- the price yeah, difference is because I would think the three D printed beef would be more expensive, but maybe Here, not. According to this company, this one it's redefined meat. The one he's talking about sells its products for around thirty four dollars per pound. Again, oh, I'm okay. sure that that's not just ground beef. It's probably steaks, everything, which well, is still substantially so what, above what it is. So, do you, I, so I don't buy steaks enough to to know. But what would the a good sale price would be ten dollars a pound in today's money for a decent for a steak. steak. Okay. Ten dollars a pound. Regular price thirteen like fourteen. Regular for price for ribeye would be fourteen ninety nine. Fillet would be twenty dollars a pound. Okay. Okay. So, and we're talking. How much for per thirty four per pound, according to this? And no, that's overseas. This is three D so printed. We're 3D we're printed. we're talking Germany, right, which, which is always they don't have cattle. Right, it's a lot more. In they don't have and a, they also haven't brought this up to scale. Scale will bring the price down dramatically. Sure. What, what, do you, what do you mean? When you're doing it, that's mass produced. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. When you're yeah, selling, I mean, that sounds like you're mass producing. Well, five hundred. Yeah, that's restaurants. So restaurants can afford to pay. More because they're charging you more per steak because they're cooking and taking care. But anyway, anyways, it, this is a yeah. I hate to cut us off on our steaks, it's, but it's we a, it's do. Not a good we sit here and swear we're going to do better on time, and we're forty minutes in and we haven't even touched our. We subject. do have a listener requested yes, topic do. today. We need to get into it, and we need to dedicate enough time to make sure we cover it. Yeah. So tonight we're going to cover skinwalkers. Skinwalkers. Now, this is not to be confused with Skinwalker Ranch, which is completely different. Did either of you guys find Skinwalker Ranch? I did. Come up yeah. in your message. And actually, my wife asked me if we were, hey, she was like, hey, are you going to talk about Skinwalker Ranch? Skinwalker like, Ranch is a entirely different scenario. Entirely um, different episode, really. It really is. And, and I have an episode in mind in the future for alien-based places. We actually have a place very close to us that we want to check out. It's in Wilmore, Kentucky, where there is a place that even the fire and police department isn't allowed to go without a federal uh, escort. Wow. And the escort. Huh? Wilmore? In Wilmore. Yeah. Wow. So. That's close. We're going to talk about that in a future episode. Um, I'm going to hold that close to the vest until I get more information. But Skinwalker Ranch is going to be very similar to that. We're going to talk about. Uh, weird places that the government knocked off the list. Tonight, 
It's all about skinwalkers. Brett, do you want to tell us a little bit about what's going on with skinwalkers? Yeah, so... So we can get into the topic. I don't mean to cut you off. I no, mean we can yeah. talk about steak the rest we can of the night. Talk, we can talk about steak a long time. Also, a second bottle of wine. So yeah. Look at me being aggressive and assertive with two look. bottles of wine. <laughs> Woohoo! I'm technically on my second bottle of bourbon, but it, I didn't have very much in the first bottle. I was so. going to say, <laughs> Brett, you're staying the night. So, uh, <laughs> so skinwalkers. So they're, throughout history, they were a type of harmful witch who has the ability to turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. The biggest uh, culture that had talked about these skinwalkers was, were the Navajo. Um, they called them Yi Naudushi. Uh, maybe bushing, butchering, butchering that uh, translation. I think you're totally butchering that translation. Yi Naudushi. That, it translates to, with it, he goes on all fours. So... They represent the antithesis of the Navajo cultural values. So the Navajo had so-called medicine men, medicine men who utilized these powers to heal and aid members of their communities. Um, at the same time, those who would practice Navajo witchcraft seek to direct the spiritual forces to cause them harm or misfortune to others. So this is something that has been in Navajo history, Navajo culture, um, uh, throughout history, this type of Navajo witchcraft is known as the witchery way, which uses human corp- corpses in various ways, such as tools from the bones and concoctions that are used to curse, harm, or kill intended victim- victims. So, do you think that this was actual Navajo law? Now, I, I, I know the answer to this. This is one of those things. But, or... If I'm a Navajo and all these white men are moving in on my turf, so can I use this to scare them? So, and this is the, so here's the problem is, is, so the Navajo, and it's something I, I, I had looked up in my research, but the, the surrounding areas of the Navajo, they all have similar stories of some sort of witch that can transform into an animal. And they, they don't all call them the same thing, but they're basically all skinwalkers in this case. And so, um, one thing that I was going to talk about that I, I can kind of already bring up. Um, Could I add one thing to his question? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Everything that I read says that they're not allowed to discuss this, and, and they do not discuss it with outside people. Right. So my answer would be absolutely not. This is not a scare tactic to run people away. Well, here, here's the problem. Here, and that, that's the exact problem is, is that if you look, so look if you look up skinwalkers on Wikipedia, you get two paragraphs of of information, and, and that, that's it. Yeah, you have to dig for this. You have topic. to, you have to, you have to dig, and it's because the Navajo very rarely uh, share these stories with outsiders and even more rarely with those who they, I mean, they have to make sure that they trust these people. They also believe that it's possible to almost create by talking about. Right. Right. So you can, if you talk about this particular evil too much, you're helping bring it back to you. And that that, kind of leads to... Which is why we're on a strict time level here. <laughs> I do not want this all up in my house. <laughs> right. So the Navajo are part of a larger culture area that also includes the Pueblo people, the Apache, the Hopi, and the Ute. 
there are also other groups that have, have their own visions of skinwalkers, but each being a witch that can transform into animal. As I just said. Witches are seen as evil in these cultures, performing harmful ceremonies and manipulative magic and a perversion of the good works medicine people traditionally form. So, again, in these cultures, medicine people have learned the good and the evil. So they they tech, they they usually know uh, the good magic and the bad magic in their culture. Um, traditional healers are said uh, to be people who are are they're opposite of witches. So the witches are those who have seen to be corrupt. Um, they're rel- as Jerry was saying, they're reluctant to reveal skinwalker lore to non-Navajos or to discuss it at all among those that are not trusted. To become a skinwalker, he or she must be initiated by a secret society that requires the evilest of deeds. The killing of a close family member is most often a sibling. Um, so that's that's usually the in tradition of the Navajo Navajo Indians. That is the that is the condition of becoming a skinwalker. After completing this task, the individual acquires supernatural powers, which gives them the ability to shapeshift into animals. So, skinwalkers are often seen as coyotes, wolves, foxes, cougars, dogs, and bears. Not the things you see on movies and TV. Right. <laughs> right. Just there, There's that one video, and Jerry brought it up earlier when we were talking about this, that every once in a while you'll see on Facebook, I got this on my trail cam. And it's a picture from a movie that is Extra. obvious. Yeah. yeah I, it, it's crazy. Yeah, right. What's the movie that you... Extra X T R O. Yeah, it was, was it from movie. like 1983? Is a British uh, British movie. Extra was the 1983 British 1983. science fiction horror film. Yes, I remember numbers. Yeah. I remember numbers. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, it's it right. So yeah, you look up like I in my research, I was there was this, this story from 2014 where a person had gone viral from posting this picture from this movie. And it obviously they had found, oh, well, it's this movie that nobody's seen. So <laughs> is this the basis of um, lycanthropy or, for better words, werewolfism? Or did that come first? Do you I, know? I, I, I don't know, personally. I don't know if Jerry... I don't either, but this goes way back with Navajos. So I don't know which one came first, but I would almost guarantee you the Navajos did not hear people... Uh, describing and talking about werewolves and turn it into something of their own. Because at that point in time, they had very little dealings with the rest of the world. Because right. this would at least go back to the very, very beginnings of America. And, and it, was just, it, it wasn't just the Navajo. It was, it was yes. all the surrounding areas of the Navajo. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And, and, and I say that because I'm a very big believer that people of the time drew on caves and they saw there's some truth saw. to everything right you know now. when we see when we see cave drawings of people with helmets and what we would consider what would look like an alien or an astronaut today it's hard not to say you know i'm of the mindset that they they drew what they saw right so why would they not in in believe in what they saw yeah it, it's such a different world back then that you know, even if they can't put words to what they saw, like, you know, we, we talk about some of the pictures. We do a lot of alien stuff on this channel. But if we, we, we talk about the paintings where they drew things 
in the background that were like, wait, why would they draw something in the air? Because well, they didn't I would have disagree a little or, bit. And here's what I mean. Of course, I think you they would. also <laughs> drew things that they thought about and considered, not just things they saw. Right. But where it gets really, where I begin that's to agree I mean, with point. you totally is, okay, when I'm in this cave and a thousand miles away, I'm in this cave and a thousand miles away, right. I'm in this cave and, and they we all, all see the same, look the same. Yeah. Then I have to go, wait a minute. That's more than just something. Right. The, the coolest thing, and I'm going to get a little off topic and I apologize, but when we talk, I love South America. I go there, I've been there several times and to see the Aztec ruins and we talk about pyramids and how they have pyramids there and whole villages that are wrapped around the pyramids. And then we use LIDAR and under the jungle, you know, the LIDAR penetrates all that vegetation. It penetrates all the the, the moss and everything that's grown up. And regardless of whether we can see it, the LIDAR can see it. And there are entire stone cities that are laid out, it just blows me away. Sure. It blows me away. No, I agree. 100% agree. But, yeah, I didn't mean to... No, you're good. Yeah, uh, so... Back to the Navajo. Back to the Navajo. And so, they, uh... So, these skinwalkers, they choose what animal they want to turn into. So, depending on the abilities needed for a particular cast, or a particular task, um... Such as speed, strength, endurance, stealth, claws, teeth, etc. They may transform again if trying to escape from pursuers. Because of this, the Navajo consider it taboo for its members to wear the pelt of any predatory animal. However, sheepskin, leather, and buckskin are acceptable. The skinwalkers can also take possession of the bodies of human victims if a person locks eyes with them. After taking control, the witch can make its victims do and say things that they would they would not otherwise. Those who have talked of their encounters with these evil beings describe several ways to know a skinwalker is near. So some of the, some of the things they describe is they make sa- sounds around their homes, such as knocking on windows, banging walls, and scraping noises on the roof. On some occasions, they have been spied peering through windows. More often, they appear in front of vehicles in hopes of causing a serious accident. Um, It is also said that in addition to being able to shapeshift, the skinwalker can also control the creatures of the night, such as wolves and owls, and make them do their bidding. Some can call up the spirits of the dead and reanimate the corpses to attack their enemies. Because of this, the Indians rarely ventured out alone. Skinwalkers and other witches have long been blamed for unexpected struggles and tragedies, including sickness, drought, poor crops, and sudden deaths. Even smaller or individual problems such as windstorms during dances, alienation of affection by mates, the death of livestock, and reversal of fortune were often believed to be a witch's work. This was most apparent with the Navajo Witch Purge of 1878, which initially evolved from a cultural response with so many people moving across and into their lands. After a series of wars with the U.S. Army, the Navajo were expelled from the land and forced to march to the Bosque Redondo, which is now Fort Sumner, in New Mexico, in what was known as the Long Walk of the Navajo in 1864. There, the people suffered from bad water, fell crops, illness, and death, reducing their numbers dramatically 
After four years, the government finally admitted that they had made a mistake, and the Navajo were allowed to return to their homeland in Four Corners area. During these years, many of the tribe's members were said to have turned to shape-shifting to escape the terrible conditions. In the meantime, the rest of the tribe was convinced that their gods had deserted them. Once the people had returned to their homeland, their conditions improved, but the dreaded skinwalkers, whom they had feared for all these years, they blamed for, for their years on the bleak reservation, and they were still among them. Acquisitions of witchcraft and the hunting of skinwalkers began. When someone found a collection of witchcraft artic- uh, witch artifacts, the skinwalkers uh, that were wrapped in a, in a copy of the Treaty of 1868, the tribal members unleashed deadly consequences. The Navajo Witch Purge occurred in 1878, in which 40 suspected Navajo witches were killed to restore harmony and balance to the tribe. Was that by us, by the the government, or was that by the Navajo? I, I mean, both, really. I mean, it's, it's, so the, the things that the government had did to the Navajo had kind of provoked the Navajo to have this Navajo Witch Purge, which, again, 40... 40 people had died. So I I can't... So we did, we talked about the Salem Witch Trials on this podcast. I cannot remember how many witch, witches died or supposed know. people died. But this... 40 people that had died to this witch trial, I, I, it seems like a lot. It does. And I, I, I can't remember exactly how many had died in the Salem Witch Trials, but I want to say it was very similar. I, I don't think it tore off. I think you're right. I, Jerry's going to look at that up, but... So, here's my question. First of all, the long walk for the Navajo. Very sad. Very sad. Very much different, very similar to the Trail of Tears. We we pushed, and I say we, we pushed, we, the government of the United States, did what the government of the United States should do with Manifest Destiny, and we pushed these people to the very brink. Um, we reduced their... We put them in the land that was untenable and unsettleable for white and um, European settlers. Now, that being said, the push out west, I watched a video today, and the the government of the United States was advertising all over Eastern Europe, come to America, we'll give you free land. Well, we didn't tell those people from Germany, from Italy, from right. uh, um, the place you went, uh, Ireland. Yeah. We didn't tell them, we're going to send you out west, and you can have 100 or 200 or 500 acres. However, there's probably some people already there that think that's their land. And yeah, we certainly didn't tell them that when until they got here and they're about to make the trek, do you need a gun? Well, what do I need a gun for? I'm going out there to settle my new home. Yeah, but there's already people there. Yeah, if anybody's ever seen Yellowstone. I have not watched Yellowstone. Oh, my gosh. It, it it's a phenomenal phenomenal show, and it's... It, it, it's one of the best series I've ever saw. I Okay, good. Yeah, because it, it's a great series. It, it kind of deals with that whole, is it my land? Is it your land? Is it... <laughs> You know, whose land does this belong to? And it, it does a really good job of it. Anybody that is interested in this type type of topic, definitely should go show, go watch Yellowstone. I think they have a couple of different uh, spin-off 18, series, 1898 or... 
And then 1923. 1923 with Harrison Ford. Uh, anyways. 1888. And we already discussed that the 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 they're not Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw. I, I was yeah, saying Faith Tim. Hill. I was saying Tim. I was like, man, Faith Tim Hill. And Faith Hill. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot because when she when they got married, she stopped calling me. So yeah. I, I, she's I've lost it. Dang. Oh. Those are the stars of eighteen eighty three. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And along with Sam Elliott. It's okay. Tra- Taylor Swift stopped calling yes, me Elliott. as soon as her and Travis Kelsey started dating. So. Me and, yeah, me and Sam Elliott. Me and Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. That's who I was thinking. Of. He, he used to. Oh man. So here's the thing. Roadhouse. <laughs> Isn't this a lot very similar to? And, and I don't want to step on your toes here, Brett. I apologize. No, you're good. I the Catholic Church for a lot of years. Oh, all right. You're stepping on toes. I don't, I don't <laughs> no, no, analogy. No. The Catholic Church for a lot of years denied and or refused to talk about exorcisms, demonic possession. Really? Okay. Um, is so, it this similar demonic possession of the Navajo? They you? wouldn't talk about it. They it was taboo to have this happen to you, even though if. The the main difference is in demonic possession, the demon comes upon you. In this, you call upon the demon to take over you. So, man, I have no we idea. Gotta the save, we gotta that, save this. We gotta save this. The, the Bible study podcast. But <laughs> Brett, Brett so, does have. A, hold on one second. Brett does have a good joke to tell us about reverse sex. Oh, oh, no, no, we do not have a good joke. Okay, maybe later. So I, I, I just want to say, what other faith is doing exorcisms right now? That's all I wanted to say. I, I, I just want to leave it at that. Know. Drop the mic. Boom. All right. Anybody else? <laughs> anybody else have Seriously, anything? I don't even because know I have any one, I, religion that attempts to if you have a, If you have a demonic possession suspected, who are you going to call? You're who gonna are you going to call? You're going to call a priest. You're going to call a priest or a bishop. Well, I think that I, I, here's, here's what I'm saying. I just feel like there is evil. No, 100%. And the Bible talks about it. particular... It doesn't matter what race you are, what creed you are, what religion you, you are. What evil. There yeah. is evil in this world. Yep. And in some of the things that in order to become a skinwalker, even according to the Navajo, is pretty damn evil. Yep. Um, first of all, you have to sometimes, in, in, in some situations, dig up the graves and consume the ash from the corpse of the person you wish to take over or influence their life. That's kind of crazy. It's kind of demonic. No, there's a ton of demonic things tied to the skinwalkers. And, um, I, so one thing I wanted to bring up, just because I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. I, oh, please. Yeah, this is interesting. Everybody, everybody, has, everybody who's anybody has read Harry Potter. I, no, that's not exactly true. Okay, Steve has not you read Harry Potter. You are in the minority here. Minority, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it's only the biggest series. It's the biggest book that sold 
other than the Bible. You, yes. It is second to the Bible. Defense, he and I are a little old to be reading Harry <laughs> Potter books when they come out. You're Dude, crazy. Even okay. the movies, I can't get past freaking Quidditch. How oh. boring is that? Okay. Anyway. Okay. I <laughs> literally want to disregard. So please, I apologize for all that they're saying. Anyways, Harry <laughs> Potter, it's a great series. The phenomenal yeah. series. J.K. Rowling is the top 1% of authors of all time. Sure. Yeah. And unquestionable. Anyways. So. What did you have to say about it? J.K. Rowling included Skinwalkers, uh, which she calls Animagus. So in the Harry Potter series, Animagus are. are Wizards or witches that can turn into animals. Um, so she she was talking about these in Harry Potter and was recently criticized for a post on a website called Pottermore, which is where she kind of dives into the Harry Potter universe. She'll kind of give updates of like, you know, where the Harry Potter universe is at this time, like who's Minister of Magic, you know, what uh, what the U.S. School of Witchcraft and Wizardry looks like, what the African school of witchcraft. She kind of goes, she kind of dives into the Harry Potter universe here. So this is Pottermore. So on, on Pottermore, she wrote, The legend of the Native American skinwalker, an evil witch or wizard that can transform into an animal at will, has its basis in fact. A legend grew up around the Native American uh, animagi, which is what she calls the animagus. That's, that's the... Wizards or witches that could turn into animals. That they had sacrificed close family members to gain their powers of transformation. In fact, the majority of animagi assumed animal forms to escape persecution or to hunt for the tribe. Such derogatory rumors often originated with no magi. It's another form of like muggles or, or people who don't have magical abilities. Medicine men, who were sometimes faking magical powers themselves... And fearful of exposure. So basically, she was, she, in this fictional universe, uh, she was saying that, oh, well, this legend of Skinwalker that evolved from the Native American, you know, culture was actually, you know, something that, oh, well, these people were just trying to get away from persecution or, or to try and add to the tribe. Rather than the Navajo tradition, where these people are evil, so J.K. Rowling actually got a lot of slack for this, and she's gotten a lot of slack for a lot of things. She's been called a lot of things. I'm of the opinion that J.K. Rowling is still very progressive in her thinking, and I think that she has done a lot for uh, women's rights. I think that she's done a lot for you know even homosexual rights and. I'm not saying anything negative against her. I'm just saying this is what she said. She got a lot of slack for it. I, what do you guys think? I, so she was I have a lot of respect for her. You have to for one of the most renowned published authors in the world. Whether you, we were well, talking a week or so ago. I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan. Still have a ton of respect for her. When you have that kind of success and you're able to put on tour after tour after tour as she has and come back with the kind of number she has, you have to have a ton of respect for her, even though I'm not a huge fan of her. You're, you're talking about the, the, the... She has the highest-selling series of all time, and this is the highest-selling book series of all time, other than the Bible. It, she is second to the Bible. That That yeah. is like a huge, huge accomplishment. Sure, I, absolutely. 
And it deserves a ton of respect. Here's the thing. When she gets to be on newsworthy with two <laughs> words and two question marks numbers, then we'll talk about being That's a different successful. level of it's a whole right different level. Oh yeah. I, so I went to I went to Scotland. We went. Me and my wife. We had a Harry Potter wedding. I'm just gonna. This is. I have bias. Now I have bias. At, me and me and my wife. We had a Harry Potter wedding. We Harry Potter reception. I I, I won't say a wedding. We had a Harry Potter reception, and uh, we went to England, Scotland, Ireland for a honeymoon. One of the places we went on in uh, in Scotland was this hotel that she had supposedly wrote part of the Deathly Hallows, which is her last book in the series. The The hotel room that she wrote that, I think she had signed some sort of wall or some sort of pillar or something. She, You could walk in the hotel and she had like signed a pillar. I know that for a fact. But the, the hotel room itself was rented out for like three years, sold out for three years. And I, I want to say that the hotel room was like $3,500 a night. It was like ridiculous. <laughs> this is one of the places we got to visit because but, somebody had slept there. It, it, basically, J.K. Rowling had wrote part of the Deathly Hallows in that room, and they would be they it's uh, sold out for like three years. Listen, the the as reported last week for thousands of dollars. The hotel that The Shining was about just sold for four hundred and seventy-five million dollars. So would, there's 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 a full born every day. The, the Skinwalker <laughs> Ranch is something we definitely need to talk about at some point. Yeah, but. absolutely. But listen, here's here's the thing, and and you know, J.K. Rowling and Harry Potter, she took a lot of grief for that. But was she wrong? I mean, she brought it to the attention of the people. Was she wrong about what? Was, was she wrong to use it the way she used no. it? So the, the I, problem I is, the so. problem is, and what people are that this the fact that she brought the Native American culture, which she's trying to make her her universe feel real. Which, well, I don't. If you if you're if you're okay with the the witchcraft part of it, which has been a part of many many cultures. To make the skinwalkers feel, you know, somewhat real in this universe, we have an actual skinwalker legend from the Navajo Indians. Yeah. It, why would you not here's why would thing. you not use that? So Jerry and I talk all the time and there when I don't I like to donate money. You know, I don't have a lot of money, but the money I like to donate, I like to make sure that it's going to the, the right cause. Place. Not to the the people promoting and or the upper management of the cause, and one of the causes there's two there's two schools, um, the San in uh, ones in North Dakota, ones in Montana. Uh, they're both Indian schools that I donate to because most of the money, like ninety percent, goes to the students. We've done these people. As a government, not as a individual. Me and you and Jerry, we've done nothing to, to the Indian people. But as a government in the past, we've done these people so wrong. Yeah. And they have the highest alcoholism rates. They have the highest suicide rates. They have the highest uneducated rates. Yep. They have the highest in America. They don't have clean drinking, drinking water. That's terrible. Absolutely. Um, if I live in those conditions, 
of squalor, of not being able to have clean drinking water, clean bathing water. If I have look around me and all I see is alcoholic men because they have no jobs, they have we give each person on these um, reservations a stipend and they don't have to do anything. So they drink it up, they drug it up, they do whatever to pass the time. I I I kind of dig into the to the the uh legends, if you will. The, yeah. And, and I try to pull that out. And the whole point of that is if we can bring awareness to this, even through friggin' Harry Potter, I think that's a good thing. Well, Absolutely. And, it's, it's, and that's the question is like, is it is it bringing good publicity to the, to the Indians or is it not? And I think, it, like you were saying, it, it's, I think it's just bringing publicity to the Indians, whether or not it's good or bad. And the Yellowstone, I'm going to bring up this again, is is a good, they do a really good job of like, is it unbiased? Like, these people on the reservation are struggling. Like, so have you, have you like, Jerry, have you seen it since the recent season? I've not seen the newest season. I've seen season. every bit of it. You've seen every bit of it? Yes. So, you've seen the newest Of Yellowstone, season. not even until 1880. Right, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm talking about, yes, Yellowstone. I've seen that. I think Yellowstone does a really good job of like, so, the, the main character, I can't remember his name, Kevin Costner's character. He owns his thousand, thousands of acres of ranch. Ranch. Yeah. It, so he like you. You. He's the main character, but then you also get the the Native American side, which I think they do a really good job of like saying, you know, John Dutton has has a, has a point, but the Native Americans also have a point. Like you they don't also really, show the hardships. I think right. in many ways of. They they show the drugs. Yes. They show the um, the crime, the unemployment, the suicides, the yeah, the, the, the unemployment, the, the, the poverty. Like they, they show all that. Sounds like I need to watch this show. It's a really oh, really good, good show. True. Really well done. Ta- uh, what's the what's the dude's name? Taylor. Uh, oh shoot! I, it, what did he play? He, he didn't play anything. He he came up with the show. Uh, uh, Sheridan. Taylor, Taylor Sheridan. Sheridan. Taylor Sheridan. Yes. Yep. Taylor Sheridan did a great job with this show totally and. Uh, I'm really upset that it's come to an end. It seems like, you know, there's a lot of different factors that are coming into people got greedy. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, if if you haven't, like, that's saying that being said, if you haven't seen Yellowstone, definitely watch it. Um, I think this is a really interesting topic because it's it comes from a Native American background, and it's wow. It's, it's not. It's 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 a great it. It's not just the Navajo, but all the surrounding tribes around it have have, have very similar, similar. very so, very similar stories. So let's take a step back away from Yellowstone. So if you're the Navajo, the Hopi, right, and many of the other Indian nations around, and, and by nation, I think it's very hard for people today to understand that these were actual nations of people. You know, we've put them on these little reservations, and oh, you're you're over there. You're somebody else. You're your we, own problem. We took out their food source, buffalo. Yeah, intentionally. And look where and we put them. Middle of a freaking desert, like you said, right? untenable. We didn't want this land. That's why we gave it to them. Right. It was the only land that we didn't want. Um, what were you at? This is just desolate. The Navajo reservation. Right in the middle of it is the Hopi reservation. 
I'm, I'm asking, like, what, what state is this? Uh, this is Nevada? This is Utah, Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico. Okay, so, so half of Nevada is already gone because we're dropping nukes out there testing them. Yeah. But, you know, this is areas of our country, and these are people in our country that are not, yeah. um, that are just de- Jerry and I, before we switched formats, used to talk about the common person just wants to raise their family. They just want an opportunity right. to have a job, to provide for their family, and have their kids have a better life than they had. To provide a better life. Right. And we for these as, people, we've created an environment where that's almost impossible. Not, not almost. It is impossible. There is zero, unless you own the one little store slash restaurant, slash clothing store, slash drug store, slash general store. Well you have or the bar. You have no opportunity to make money. Leave the reservation, get an education. Right. And that I'm telling you, Yellowstone does a great job of doing this. It it does a great job of saying this reservation life is terrible. Terrible. But it also it also gives the I mean the protagonist is John Dutton. By no question, and he's the one who owns this huge ranch. It's it, it. It does a really good job of saying, "Listen, John Dutton may be right, and his he he owns his land, but even, also the the way we treat the reser- people on the reservation is not right." Even today, the large and I've never watched the Yellowstone, but even today, or I will say, ten years ago, fifteen twenty years ago, the land out west. The laws are still very skewed to the large landowner. Here's an example: I moved out to Idaho um, to open. Yeah, I lived in Idaho for a while. We opened a brand new store in Salmon, Idaho. The nearest airport, commercial airport to Salmon, Idaho, is in Missoula, Montana. It's right over the mountain range. In order to get from Missoula to Salmon, it was over Mount the Bitterroot. You had to come across the Bitterroot Mountains. And there were several large landowners in between the two. Okay, so all of that land is either federal land or ranch land. They don't use, you know, here in Kentucky, a 28-acre farm is a pretty big farm. You know, that's plenty to raise tobacco and and to have a living. Right. Out there, we're talking 28,000-acre farms, right? right? And so they don't use fences out there. They use ear tags, or now I'm sure it's GPS tracking for their cattle or whatever. Right. But out there, the cattle have the right-of-way. The goats have the right Whatever the, the, the crop, and I'm using air quotes, is, has the right-of-way. Right. So in order to open our store, our head officials flew into Montana and were four hours late to the store opening because they... If you hit or hurt the crop product, in this case it was cows, that's overnight. I mean, there's signs everywhere. If you kill a cow, you owe the farmer for the cow, and that's jail time. Yeah. (laughs) This is exactly the scenario that Yellowstone presents. And and we're talking... Yeah, you definitely need to watch it. We're talking... They were four hours late to our grand opening. Yeah. Because... That's a... Oh, there were cool cattle in the road and they couldn't get them to move. Beeping the horn. What, or what store is this? So, uh, I used to work for a company called Alco. 
Um, it's now gone. It was sold from the company I worked for to Shopco. Shopco sold to Costco, and Costco got rid of it. Well, look but, at Costco, man. Yeah. So, but yeah, Costco back in the day. Thriving, and basically, that was a cool company. They sent me all over the Midwest. I, it was a very small store, very small areas. I didn't realize but there were many Walmarts. That's what they were. Yeah. Many Walmarts. If Walmart came Which to town, we usually the doors we closed the door and left. Look at Dollar General right yeah. now. There's well, freaking four Dollar was, General in Harrodsburg. It was it was the it was a Dollar General before Dollar General. Yeah, it was a big fancy Dollar General. It was very big. Very we we sold clothing, nice clothing. We sold name brand stuff. Well, Costco was, was something else. I think. But when Walmart came to town, we we bounced out. So. Yeah, but it was like fun. It was very similar. It was such a learning experience to be out with. No, that's awesome. Yeah. So, what do we think about skinwalkers? Um, just to be blunt, let's. Do you want to talk about the Miami incident, or? I do. Uh, we're at an hour and five minutes now, so. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it briefly, but first we got to cover skinwalkers. Is skinwalker something we need to cover more or less of, Jerry? Before that, one, oh, if I could okay. add one thing. You can there's add an, whatever you'd like, Jerry. There's a, Your name's on the tag. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> there's an author named Tony Hillerman. He uh, grew up with Navajo uh, children. He went to school with them, became an author, uh, and he writes primarily about Navajos. One of his books is called Skinwalkers, and believe it or not, it's about skinwalkers. In it, he has, in the preface for the book, he's talking about skinwalkers and the Navajo tradition and how, where it came from and all that. And he had this to say, some people have a dark wind and they tend to be evil. How do you tell? People who have more money than they need and they aren't helping their kinfolk? That's one symptom of it. When I read that, I thought, holy crap. Apparently, the most of America's skinwalkers. Right. right. Just to give a different perspective. Uh, do I think more or less? I don't know. I could find zero evidence of skinwalkers being more than myths. So it's hard for me to say yes. Uh, but it wouldn't take much to get me there. This is, this, is one of the, this is one of the topics that we've covered that I it was very, 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 very hard to find. A good, legitimate sighting of a skinwalker. Am I not saying that the Navajo culture is is a made it up? It, right. They don't I, want I'm not to say, talk about it. I'm they not, don't want to talk. Right. About I'm it. not saying that. And any, but there is very little evidence. I, I, there was very, it was very hard to research this topic to see. Hey, this was a definite sighting. Like, kind of like the Area 51 stuff, the Roswell stuff. There's there's a lot of evidence that points to, hey, this might have happened. This one, this is the one that, uh, I, I, yes, the Navajo culture, the culture surrounding it, they have a good evidence for this, but in today's culture, we have not had any evidence. I, I, in my opinion, we have, we have not had any evidence for this. And, and that being just Google search, skinwalkers, uh, sightings, I'm going to give it a thumbs down. Thumbs down. So, two cruises ago, I didn't even know what a skinwalker was. Okay. However, there was this TV show 
that came on the cruise ship that I got absolutely stupid hooked on. <laughs> and I do mean stupid in every sense of the word. Uh, called Mountain Monsters. If you've never watched this show, please check it out. Um, if you're part of Mountain Monsters, please send us an email so we can get you on the program. Uh, their whole antithesis was skinwalkers all over the United States. They didn't even attribute it to just the Navajo regions. They attributed it to all Indian nations. Um, but I have to fall in, in line with Brett and you, Jerry. I, uh, it was so difficult to find actual proof. And it is so... When we talk about the... And here's here's the way I bring it break it down for me personally. When we break it down into things that we have vocabulary to describe, um, I just can't see that being a real thing. I, I'm not saying... I mean, see, and here's the thing. I'm not saying it's real or not real or any, anything like that. I'm just saying there is... If... <laughs> If you Google search it, there's not evidence for it. And, and that's the thing that kind of strikes me because even UFOs, it's like this sighting, this sighting, this sighting, a ton this of sighting, people, this sighting, this sighting. Tons, videos, tons of sightings. There's tons of different evidence the, out there for it's UFOs. Not, it's not there for skinwalkers. No. It's not. Unless you watch Mountain Monsters, which everything is a skinwalker type deal. And, or. If you happen to watch the news in Miami a few days ago, I think he's going to tell us more about that. So we we can't go this show based on all things mysterious, macabre, and out of this world. If we can't talk about what happened in Miami on the first of the year. Yes. Okay, so the official police story, and this is, and I'm using air quotes, is that a bunch of kids... In the Miami Mall, the Baymont Center Mall, uh, started fighting each other with sticks, threw some firecrackers down. A bunch down, of fireworks. A bunch of fireworks. And it elicited, elicited a response of every single uniformed police officer in the city of Miami. And their there defense... Are, Unknown fireworks sounds like what? Gunshot. Gunfire Granted. at a local mall. Granted. Yeah, right. 100%. Calls every cop on in the area to show up. I'm talking every sheriff. But they did. Every Literally SWAT, everything. Every police officer. Every helicopter. Right. They were there. Every single uniformed on or off duty police officer right. was at the mall. They think there's a fire. So. Yeah. Firearm. There's a couple of things here, okay? I, don't, I can't believe I this. Huh? I hadn't heard of this. Okay, so there's a couple of things here. First of all, let's take... There was a video, and I'm using air quotes, of a alien walking back and forth at the Well, mall. some call him an alien. Some call him what? A shadow. No, that's what the police said. Some call him a skinwalker. Some call him a skinwalker. Um... There were several testimonials that came out on TikTok that said, and I'm using TikTok as a reference, okay, guys? This is, I, I'm just but bringing it up. That's where it got popular was TikTok. It really was. Um, that some of the witnesses inside said they heard the shots or they heard the firecrackers, 
which is not an uncommon occurrence in the big city of Miami, I'm afraid. So they come out. They were walking gingerly. They, they saw the direction of the the way people were going. They decided to go the opposite direction. Then they happened to look back and see what the police, and, and this is, okay, so this is where conjecture starts. So the witnesses' statements on several accounts show or say that when they were leaving the building, they saw the police going into the building. That's what police are supposed to do. When everybody's running one way, the police run the other way. And that's what they were doing. However, according to eyewitness statements, the police were shooting in one direction. Okay? And when they looked back to see which direction the police were shooting, they saw shadows. And uh, the shadows would go away, they would come back, and they'd be closer. When they did, they looked very alien-like. Um, that was on at least two different TikTok accounts. Those TikTok accounts have since recanted and changed their story um, to what most people think were either actual um, visits by U.S. government officials or perceived U.S. government officials. But the bottom line is, if you watch the video, and you can pull this up on any any website, YouTube, whatever, the police presence in that mall area does not warrant a bunch of kids with sticks and some firecrackers. I'm sorry, it just does not. But that's not what the calls that came in said either. Agreed. In the I, 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 if I'm in the mall and there are fireworks going off and I'm like, it sounds like gunshots, I'm calling the cops. Right. I'm, I don't disagree with hey, any of that. My kids are in this mall like, hey, there's gunshots going on. I don't disagree with no, that. Oh, yeah. There were some rumors that the airspace over Miami had been shut down. I did look that up. I looked at a no tam that was not... That did not happen. It did happen on, on January 2nd, but that was because of a radar glitch. It had nothing to do with, and, and it wasn't that they shut airspace down. They just shut down uh, runway access, which is a little different. Basically, they're not letting planes go up in the air without being able to track them. And that glitch was was successfully. What was that fixed. reason? What was the reason for that glitch? It was a technical glitch. I mean, it happens a lot, really? believe it or not. Okay. Yeah. Basically, what happens as a pilot, you learn that an OTAM will tell you if I'm on the if I'm flying to Cincinnati. Right. If Cincinnati has a technical issue, they're not going to let me land. They're not going to put me into their air. They're controlled, and I'm using air air quotes. They're controlled airspace because. Once you go into controlled airspace, you are supposed to be where they tell you, when they tell you. So, did, when the planes take off, do they have the gas? To the, do they have extra gas to be like, Absolutely. If we're going to land in an area that has, is they not going to allow me to land? So, so, okay, fuel's the most expensive part of a flight. Right. Okay, so it, when a plane takes off, it has enough flight. It has enough fuel to get to where it's going plus X number of miles or X so, number of miles. It already has an extra amount. Right. So if I fly out of Colorado and I'm heading to Cincinnati yeah. and I'm in my jet and I'm flying and I'm Mike and I'm in Delta. Right. And, oops. We need a- <laughs> and I'm flying, right? 
Um, and Cincinnati says, hey, we got a technical glitch. Our radars are down. We cannot allow you in our airspace. You have the right, you have enough fuel to divert safely. Make okay. sense? Or to hover around to get put a holding So when pattern. you say divert, you mean to divert to another airport. Air, yes. airport? Yes. Either divert to another airport or to go into a holding wow, so you pattern. you have a lot more fuel then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and they do that. That's safety. They don't that's, ever, as a cross country? That's, yeah. that's every flight? Every flight. Every you single flight. You to. You will never be in a flight that requires you, say, to go from Cincinnati to Anchorage, Alaska, and that's taking every single bit of your fuel. That's good knowledge. You will never be in that situation. So everybody who's afraid of flying. You will never be in that situation. (laughs) You will divert. You will stop. A lot of, you know, when you see these, when you you log and you buy a flight and it it has a layover, the layover is so they can check the plane and fuel the plane. Right. Gentlemen, sorry to interrupt. No, I know no, you're good. way over time. Could I add one more thing? Absolutely. With flying? Absolutely. Mr. Mike, we love you. For those who don't know, Mr. <laughs> Mike is one of our old listeners. Old <laughs> can, OG. Yeah, he's, he's one of the OGs. He absolutely is. Uh, I am drinking from a Mike Bot Club. Newsworthy. Nerdsworthy glass right glass. now. Courtesy of Mr. Mike. Uh, Mr. Mike has done this for a long time. We we know it. We try to keep it on the down low. We don't want him to get in trouble. He's a pilot with one of the major airlines in not only the United States, but the world. But what a lot of people don't know, unless you've listened to us for a long time, is that Mr. Mike loves us so much that he has, for a long time, <laughs> borrowed, quote unquote, one of the company jets, and he flies to countries and lands there just so that he can uh, download our ep- one of our episodes from this country. Uh, if you look up Newsworthy and the number of countries that we've been downloaded and listened to, there are many. It just came to our attention the other day. We've added another country, China. Mr. Mike, we love you. Thank you so much. We appreciate it, but please do not risk getting caught. We don't want you to... <laughs> Uh, we appreciate it. We, we love you for doing it, but please do, do, don't go to China. China's a long, That's a long way. That's a long way. We, we I don't know how up, much fuel listen, we not only picked up China, he stopped at Pakistan and Korea this year. And what's the one country apparently he's been to many times? Oh, uh, Slovakia. 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 One of the top countries Listen, for guys, I just want to say, we have a huge following in Slovakia. Please email why. us and tell please, us why. Please, please, please. If you're in Slovakia right now and you're listening to Newsworthy, shoot us an email at... Newsworthy with Stephen Jerry at gmail.com. And that goes for any of these countries that are yeah. in China... What, we, the, oh, the, can, you, can you go back to Israel? What's the next page? Here's page one. Then Canada, I want to see the next Australia. page. Okay, page two. We don't talk about numbers a lot anymore. Korea, Taiwan, Mexico, oh, courtesy uh, Finland, Germany, South we, Africa, Thailand, India, Spain. If you, if you listen, listen to you, any of those... <laughs> We don't get into numbers anymore because it's, you know, you guys don't care. It's something that we just find amazing. If you live in one of these countries, please, please, please email please. us. Especially so Let us know. Tell us what you want to listen to. If you have a Seriously. 
local legend in your country that you want us to talk about on Newsworthy? Let us know what it is. A lot of these local legends are really difficult for us to find. We dig every week to find new and exciting and different stuff to talk about. And we We read every email. Yeah, we absolutely read every email between the three of us. And we want to talk about your local thing. Is it Bigfoot? Is it Yeti? Is it uh, the Slovakian river monster? You tell us what it is. We'll do the research. We'll present it. And we will give your country proper credit. Please, 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 please reach out to us. So, real quick. Thumbs down for Brett, thumbs thumbs down down for Jerry, thumbs down for Steve on Skinwalkers. Tune in next week for an amazing show. We're already working and prepping for that. Um, (laughs) Jerry's already out. He doesn't get it. He doesn't care. But we are working, Brett and I, who are, you know, we're working hard to carry Jerry into the next episode. Tough job, but you got to do a good job of it. Again, thank you guys so much for everything that you do and for listening and hanging out with us. We words can't express how much we appreciate that. Man, that episode is really interesting. And if you'll stick around for us for just a few commercials, we have another great story to tell you. Hi, this is Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. When it comes to buying a home, the process can be overwhelming and confusing. With so many options, it can be hard to know where to start. That's why it's important to work with a certified mortgage loan originator. I have the knowledge and expertise to guide you through the process and find the best mortgage option for you. I will work with you every step of the way to ensure that you are getting the best deal possible. So if you're looking to purchase or refinance, please reach out to me at 502-680-0953. So don't take on the stress of buying a home alone. Work with me and I will make your dream a reality. Trust the professionals and make your home buying experience a positive one. MLS ID 448908, DAS Acquisition Company, LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, MLS ID 227262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is equal housing opportunity. If you want us to review or rate your product on air, if you have suggestions for new episodes, awesome ghost stories, or anything else, please reach out to us. Our email address is newsworthywithstephenjerry at gmail.com. Our text number is area code 540-709-1318. And now, back to the story. Standing around three foot tall, green skin, long ears, long arms, large eyes, and a wide mouth. Inhabiting the Mammoth Cave System of right here in Western Kentucky. Special powers of highly intelligent and very mischievous. These are the evolved features of the Kentucky Goblin. The Kentucky Goblins are a mischievous bunch. Three foot tall, green in color, large eyes, sometimes frightening facial expressions. The goblins are said to have large ears and wide mouths. The arms and legs are long, especially considering their torsos are quite small. There are differing beliefs on where the creatures come from. Some say they're extraterrestrial visitors, 
aliens that have come to Kentucky on numerous occasions throughout the 20th and 21st century to hassle local farmers. Others believe the goblins, with their large eyes and ears, could only have evolved from thousands of years of spent living in the subterranean dwellings like Mammoth Cave National Park. No matter the origin of Kentucky's little green men, the witnesses who have come forward over the years have all shared one thing in common. They were terrified of the creatures. Though the creatures were small, they seemed highly intelligent and intent on mischief. So, if you're in Kentucky, grab a reservation because you'll need it, and then go to Mammoth Cave National Park and see if you can see your very own Kentucky Goblin. And Jerry, if you can't see the light, be the light.